Welcome to another edition of the Tom Green Podcast. Unfortunately for us Michigan faithful, no Big Ten title game this year. And with authority, Ohio State had told us that. Let's um, let's cue in on our, our coach's words after this. This was seen as the best opportunity in, in, since you've been here to beat Ohio State. Um, didn't happen. What? Uh, how much of the responsibility do you take personally? Um, well, we have things. Things go good. Things go great. I mean, good. If uh, if it doesn't, then you take responsibility for it. Well, I guess well said by Jim Harbaugh. With that being said, the podcast that I sort of regretted wanting to do, but I have to because it's kind of a pact that we have, is here. He is our drinking buddy. He is our Ohio drinking buddy. Aaron Gosser is back with us. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Hey, Tom. Great to be back on, especially (laughs) this week. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. So... From an Ohio State perspective, um, go ahead. I'll, I'll give you your two minutes worth. Give us the smack that you've been dying to tell us. Just, it was just so sweet. I mean, it was obviously you guys want the revenge, but it was just sweet for us because it's like, this is Michigan's year. Those Buckeyes don't look that great. And, yes, our defense was looking shaky. I thought, you know, I was concerned Michigan was going to run all over our defense. And I had concerns, too, because everybody hypes up Michigan's defense, how great it was. But it did not happen. And there was two things that I was thinking all along. Actually, three, because we were at home. That was in our favor. We're at home. We're going to be inspired, you know, feed off the crowd. And there you just, you know, like X's and O's on the field. There was two things. A, we got it. Let's exploit that so-called great Don Brown defense, and oh boy, did we ever. Haskins had a field day. Just, it was great. Offense, they, they they did their job right there. The second thing was the biggest concern, our defense against Michigan's offense. My biggest thing was Ben, don't break. Michigan will make some plays, you can give some points, and hey, look what happens. Yeah, we, the-, we, the defense played extremely extremely well yes michigan scored some points but they did what they had to do to win the game and once they got once we got up to about 41 48 points it really didn't matter if michigan scored another touchdown or two after that because the game had already been decided and you look at it from another perspective too michigan got a touchdown that was pretty much just given to them you know right before the half that was not on the defense at all that was on the call but hey mistakes happen and we're able to overcome it and get a big, just an awesome win. That was pretty sweet, to say the least. Yeah, and the thing that I was talking about last week with Charles was I felt that Haskins needed to pass the ball effectively to beat our defense, and apparently, oh, did apparently, he apparently, Urban Meyer stole my tape. Yeah, <laughs> especially in the first half, three passing touchdowns, the two to that Alave, the the freshman, and then Donnie and Johnny Dixon as well. That was great to see. And unfortunately, Don Brown's defense not only exposed, but exposed. But, yes. <laughs> but whooped as it yep. seems. And if you if you saw any of the pictures before the game, Don Brown looked like he was on a mission too. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, <laughs> Ohio State and Urban Meyer were on a even bigger mission. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we were out to prove something, and did we ever? 
So with that being said, um, another thing I have to mention too, because because it's me. Um, we know that Gus, Joel, and Jenny are calling the Big Ten championship. But one thing that I didn't realize was spectacular was Jenny's hit right before kickoff. Holy cow! Without front of all those students, just one student messing up would have messed up the entire shot. Oh yeah. It. And she had to not. She seemingly almost had to yell all that, all what she had to say, yeah. in front of all those students. And like I'd said, one, one stupid student acting up, and that hit is total disaster. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I did see her before the game. You know, she was like up in the student section. It looked like interviewing somebody. I do remember that. Now that you bring that to my attention. But yeah, I, I had seen that. I didn't think much of it before kickoff. It's like wow. One student oh, yeah. messes up, and that hit uh, that hit becomes the worst hit of the year. <laughs> oh yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but it wouldn't have been on her. It wouldn't been. It would have been on the students. So. Oh, absolutely. Shout out to that. Right. <laughs> so, we'll talk briefly about Michigan. Like, like we had talked a little bit about the debauchery, but 0 and four now. Harbaugh is against Ohio State. Now I have my thoughts about it, but what's what's your thoughts coming from an Ohio perspective? Now, now, minus the keep it going on Harbaugh, do you, do you guys think that this could mean anything towards his job? I don't. I I would be surprised if he's not back next year at Michigan. I mean, well, if he does lose his bowl game and it's an ugly loss again, I mean, obviously that's another knock against him. But the only way I see him leaving Michigan, I don't see him getting fired unless an NFL team comes up to him and just offers him the moon and gets thrown an offer that he can't refuse. I mean, that's the only way I can see him leaving Michigan, I mean, at least right now. Who knows? I mean, if this trend continues in a couple of years, his job status could be more in jeopardy. But right now, I think he's uh, he's going to be back next year in Ann Arbor. But crazier things have happened, so we shall see. And but, I mean, uh, yeah, you, don't, you just don't really hear any rumblings about his job, but... Except I don't know. The news. <laughs> we'll see if this trend continues. That could change in another yeah. year too. Um, I'll actually bring up one of my one of my regulars at work because I still work at Kroger's despite the despite me being off on hernia leave and me extending that to paid time. But um, one of my regulars, Al, huge Ohio State fan. I know, surprise in the middle of Michigan. Oh, huge Ohio way, State oh fan. way up where you live, a, a diehard Ohio State fan. Yeah. Wow. And That's this, an and he was, and That's he was, near. yeah, he was telling me, if they lose to Notre Dame, they're going to be six and seven, and Harbaugh is going to be fired. Well, yes, they lost to Notre Dame, but Notre Dame is twelve and zero in a playoff team now. Well, it's funny you bring that up because I remember when I came up, um, the, the Sunday Memorial or Memorial uh, Labor Day weekend. I remember telling you. You lost to Notre Dame, but I could very easily see you guys running the table from here on out, being on, you know, not losing another game up until Ohio State. Turned out that was the case, and that was the case. And in fact, yep. I had come back to work for one day, and then now I'm on my paid time. And during that one day, guess who? Guess who comes into work? Al. Oh, our, <laughs> yeah, the guy you were just talking about. Al, our, <laughs> our our regular, and. He was he was actually very forgiving. He's like, Tom, I was wrong. I'm like, and the first thing I say to him is six and seven, huh? 
Six and seven, huh? And he said, this was before Ohio State, Michigan State. And I was saying, well, what if State wins? Oh, State's terrible. (laughs) Well, you never know. It'll all come down to Michigan, Ohio State, which he was right about that, but. Yep. It almost did it. You know, like you said, if Maryland makes that two-point play, the last week's game wouldn't have mattered much for us, and you guys would be already off to Indianapolis. Yeah, who knows? Heck, I, heck, I might even have been there. But yeah, exactly. Now it's now it's up to Aaron's and Charles's squad. So yeah, um, we had our little Michigan talk, of course. Had our little Ohio State here, his bragging fest about Ohio State, which <laughs> he'll be doing this to me all year. Even when we get off the phone, he'll it'll be like SpongeBob, Mr. Krabs, and the next day, and the next day, yeah, we beat you, yeah, we beat you. Oh, boy. I get to hear that for 365 days. Yay me. Once again. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Ohio State going to Indianapolis and playing Northwestern. Um, From your your guys' perspective, do do they see this as a pushover? Now, I'm not asking you. I'm asking for the... uh, and, and part of the entire fan base. Are they looking at this game as a pushover? Well, I would hope not because you look at the season, look at how many times that we've gone out there and taken an, you know, the opponent for granted, and look what's happened. Purdue smacked us around and we lost. Uh, Minnesota played us tough. P.J. Fluck rode the boat. Rode the boat! Mar- Maryland, I mean, heck, Oregon State scored 31 points on us in the first game of the year. They were a 2-10 football team this year. So they, I, I don't, I, I'm hoping that they've learned from experience, you know, throughout the season, don't take teams for granted because we look what happened this past Saturday. We saw a motivated Ohio State team, and they went out there and put it all together, played inspired, and the results speak from themselves, you know, mm-hmm. with what happened. So to me, it just comes down to focus, you know, being inspired and being motivated, and we should show up and, you know, be able to win fairly handily. But mm-hmm. Northwestern's going to play with a lot of, spirit motivation too so we have to match that and not come out and just go through the motions and think that we have the big 10 title officially wrapped up with our win over michigan and now we just got to show up against northwestern and just go through the motions because we won't be in trouble if that's the case but i don't see it i don't see that happening but we shall see and i'll give you a god honest take um once northwestern won the division i kind of got scared for that game and it's because of the of the like we had mentioned before the revenge factor, the rematch. That's right. Factor. Oh yeah, that's right. Because you guys played them earlier in the season. That was one of your crossover games. Didn't they jump up on you guys like seventeen to nothing? Seventeen I say. to nothing. Yeah. Now of course I joked to everybody. Hey, we won and we spotted them seventeen. But the real fact of the matter was, it wasn't until the fourth quarter where we pulled away with that game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they did. They definitely played you guys tough for sure. And had we had to go and play Northwestern, who knows? I, I would have given you the Michigan's going to win by two scores take. Oh, absolutely. I would have yeah, had in sure. the back of my head, oh, God, Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah. <laughs> and that team. He's a, good, he's a good coach. He gets the most out of those kids. Definitely got to give him credit for that. Uh, and, of course, as I've, I've said before on the show with Northwestern, I like how he ends every interview with, go Cats. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks, go Cats. Yep. <laughs> and one of my favorite gifts of Pat Fitzgerald, and this happens just about every time I hang out with uh, Aaron down there, he comes up here, 
is the um is the gift where he's like ugh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you're getting the picture in your head, but <laughs> that, yeah, I'm sure I've seen it before. <laughs> that's what happens when we both have a few beers in us and things oh, get crazy. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we talk about. In fact, as I'm about to mention her, shout out to our our girl Bridget, and it's because she's doing a podcast of her own. I've not, I haven't listened to it yet. Almost rich, almost famous, but I'm I'm thinking she must have gotten some inspiration from me doing my own shows for her to start up her own show with um, her friend Betsy. I'm not sure what her name is, but I'm sure you're aware of it. Yeah, she's been with ESPN Cleveland for quite a while, so I'm pretty sure that's how they got connected. Yeah, but st- mm-hmm. but still, I'm like, she did. She's doing a podcast. Well, let me know if you have any questions. <laughs> uh-huh, there you go. <laughs> and she hit like on that, which was great. So, of course, we have to shout out our girl Bridget because, like my like like me and Taft, that's Aaron's buddy. <laughs> uh-huh, you know it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like every game, it's like, oh, that's Tom's buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, keys to the game. <laughs> We're, this is, and if, if you don't know already, this is kind of a, a normal talk between two drinking buddies where we'll talk about a game and then we'll talk about women for five minutes and then we'll talk about the game for another ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it all goes full circle. Probably. Exactly. <laughs> so, keys to the game... Um, First, tell me how tell me how Northwestern pulls out this upset. Oh, uh, just hey, come out play inspired. They play their brand of football, and they have a few wrinkles. You know, off for, you know their offense against our defense. Our defense has struggled at times this year. If they keep the game close since the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden they start feeling the momentum swing in their favor, I mean, I could see them, heaven forbid, pulling out a three point victory or win by a touchdown but it's going to take a lot but you know it is a championship game and in a situation like this coming up on Saturday the records really don't matter and it's just you know you just go out and play and who's going to end up on top yeah so, and my keys to the north to a northwestern victory would be um the turnover game yep win, the turnovers. win the turnover game kind of, and they almost did that against Notre Dame and if they can if they can play a game like they did against Notre Dame Keep it to within a possession, and you ne- you never know what happens in the fourth quarter. Perhaps they could pull this one out. They're going to have to get yep. the running game going. Unfortunately, Michigan, that was one of Michigan's problems, was they were too predictable in the running game, and Ohio oh, State and the, just sniffed it out. One, when you, oh, you're talking about last week, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's another thing. It's funny you mentioned that. I couldn't understand why they kept running Higdon and Evans just right in the gut of our defense. I thought for sure, you know, they would make adjustments and start running outside and try to exploit our defense a little better, but it just seems, I mean, it was fine with me because we just continued to stuff it, you know, time (laughs) after time. So that was one thing I was a little confused about on their end, but hey, it's fine with me. (laughs) (laughs) So Northwestern can do a better job in the running game, unlike Michigan did. And if if Thorson can throw for a touchdown or two, you never know. But, of course, we'll... Of course, this brings me to my next uh, point: an Ohio State win. How does that happen? And not just well, showing up. We we just got to go out there and play our brand of football. Like I said, it's about focus and motivation. Don't take this team for granted. Got to have Dwayne Haskins just you know lighten it up against the passing game. Uh, Dobbins, Weber, 
running and the defense, you know, just continue to play inspired. Just build off of what we did last week against Michigan, and I see a pretty comfortable Ohio State win against a feisty Northwestern team that will come to play. And like I said, just got to match the energy and just, you know, put it to them. Yes, and um, my thought is, and I never thought I would think a defense of being better than Michigan's, but with the down, with what happened last week, <laughs> we, I, I have to say, say it as is, Ohio State will have to get the running game going against Northwestern's defense. If they can't, I don't know if Haskins can put on another good show like he did against Michigan. Now, of course, we had the Cardale Jones experiment happen in 2014 where he played three amazing games for Ohio State to win a national oh, yeah, championship. That was pretty remarkable, for sure. <laughs> but I don't know if that can happen again with Dwayne Haskins. So Dobbins and Weber will have to run effectively against, against Northwestern's defense. If Northwestern can stop them, you never know what happens. But, of course, more than it's more than just showing up. Ohio State is what I'm yep. saying. More yep. than just showing up. Can't just go through the motions. Got to go out and play a sound football game. Just can build off of the momentum from last week. That's the number one key from there. This reminds me of a couple of years ago, 2015, Michigan State-Iowa. How yes, everybody yep. had Michigan State winning. And yep. it had to take what I, what I call torture for Michigan State to finally beat Iowa. And that was just converting every fourth down in the last eight minutes of the fourth quarter and finally scoring that touchdown. Oh, yes, I do remember that. Yep. To Iowa me, that had was, him on the ropes, and Michigan State did prevail at the end. To me, yep, that was right pure torture. That. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Maybe you had yeah, felt differently because of how Ohio State had been doing, but to me, that just felt like pure torture. <laughs> yeah, it was. I remember that year because it was frustrating on my end because – we should have been playing in that game, but of course Michigan State had to come down to Columbus and bump us off, and then of course they had the tiebreaker to go to the Big Ten title. And of course our buddy Danny was just laughing at you hysterically. Yeah, he was Every... at that game, as a matter of fact. <laughs> he was probably calling Aaron. Ha ha, Aaron. Ha ha. Yep. <laughs> That's our he was boy at the Danny. Big Ten title, I should say, when they played Iowa. That's our boy Danny. At least, yep. <laughs> like we had said before. He knows more players than Ronda Nelly probably ever would. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you're always right about that. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, oh, he called out Ronda Nelly on this show. Yeah, I okay. sure did. <laughs> so, back to the game. <laughs> Score predictions: Saturday night around midnight. One, how drunk will you be? Be honest. And two, how? Um, what's the final score going to be? Okay, for the record, I won't be nearly as drunk as I was last Saturday, but I'll be up, be up there. <laughs> okay, let's just get that out of the way. And, okay, Northwestern will play us tough. I can see it being close early on. I think we, we, we pull away in the second half, and we prevail to a 42-24 victory to earn our to earn back-to-back Big Ten championships. Go Bucks! <laughs> of course. The back-to-back championships. So let's just yep, yeah. Just like last year. Yep, just gotta, gotta rub it in a little bit. <laughs> of course, like I said before the show, at least the third place narrative is gone. Oh yeah, that you guys, you guys beat the teams you're supposed to beat this year, but just wasn't quite enough in the end. But still, we had Quay Travis on our back again, and that just bothered me. But besides yeah. the point, <laughs> <laughs> score prediction close. I think it's actually going to be tied going into the fourth quarter. 
but Ohio State will be on like the two-yard line for the first play of the fourth quarter. Um, Haskins will run it, or no, Martell, excuse me. Tate Martell will oh, run it in himself. Oh, you packages, okay. Yeah. Tate Martell will run it in himself. And then next play, Thorson gets intercepted. Um... Uh, Marshawn Lattimore comes back from the Saints and picks it off. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no. You're all carried away with yourself now, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> no, but but uh, Thorson will be picked. Uh, two play, or, and then it will be like a Curtis Samuel running through Michigan's line. Oh, the 2016 yeah. game. Okay. I can, Web- I, what, right when you brought his name up, I could see that play. Weber will, or no, Dobbins will run right through Northwestern's line for a 40-yard touchdown. Final score, or, or Ohio State 35, Northwestern 20. Okay. Fair enough. That's what I like to hear. So, you you got, you wanted honest takes. Yep. Well, I you thought for sure you were going to say something crazy and say Northwestern springs the upset, like 38-35 or something. I was Northwestern, just waiting for that, but. Northwestern uh, uh, 500, Ohio State nothing. Keep it real. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> We'd love to get Mike Greenberg on this show, too. Greeny, the Northwestern guy on Get Up. Oh, okay. That's right. Yep. <laughs> That'd be awesome. So yeah, The original guy from when it was Mike and Mike, and now it's what? Get Up. Golick and Wingo. Okay, Wingo replaced Greenberg with, yeah, on uh, that one. with the, the morning show for ESPN. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And now Get Up is on ESPN with... One of, of course, another one of my girls, Laura Rutledge, was on there. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which her and I have gotten along pretty well on Twitter. And yeah, I've noticed that. Hold <laughs> on to that. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So, in fact, I'll even tweet this at her uh, so that she listens to our takes. Watch out, Aaron. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm your wingman. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, <laughs> we go to the most heralded segment on the Tom Green Podcast, and that is your segment, the Rapid Fire Picks. Rapid Fire, let's go. See if I can knock them out again like last year. Of course, as I tell everybody, um, you know the rules. Highest winning percentage wins. And then last year's winner, Aaron Gosser, got a, got a case of beer. Oh, wait, that's you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In fact, I had said last year when I had Jeff Lyons on the podcast... Um, so now is the time where I tell my guests I need to send the tape to Jeff Lyons. Oh, wait, that's you. <laughs> I did the same thing there. So, 888 is the winning percentage that you got to beat. I got 10 games in there so that you can still lose one and still have the lead. So perhaps you could win another case of beer <laughs> next year. Works for me. <laughs> so, for a case of beer, let's do this. First right, up, Pac-12 championship, Utah and Washington. Won't have any college football playoff implications, but still a ranked versus ranked title game. I say, I'm going to call for a high-scoring game. I say Washington 48, Utah 34, and we could very well see that being Ohio State's next opponent in the Rose Bowl. Let's call it right now. Ohio State plays Washington in the Rose Bowl. That and... Believe it or not, that was another thing that I forgot to ask, actually, was if they win, do they go to the playoff, and you are answering to that no. I'm going to lean towards no, but crazier things have happened. Yeah, and that will actually be determined by the rest of the rapid-fire set because the next game is the championship that you'll be watching closely. I will go 
Washington as well. Utah is a pesky team like Northwestern. But uh, I wish that ASU would have been in the championship game because I like Herman Edwards. You played to win the game. Yeah. Washington. Go ahead. <laughs> that rant, you play to win the game, that mm-hmm. actually happened in 2002 when the Jets blew a big lead against my Cleveland Browns. So as classic as that rant is, that happened right after they beat Lost to my team, so just had to throw that in there. Of course. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Oh, that never gets old. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Because it matters. Exactly, and Herman Edwards has been doing that to the Arizona State Sun Devils all season in an 8-4 and four year. Give me Washington 34, Utah 30. Close game. Big 12 championship, which has major implications on your end. Oklahoma, Texas. Well, like they said with Michigan all year, that revenge tour, I think Oklahoma, they get revenge on Texas, and they win, let's see, 35-31. All righty. I tend to agree with that. Um, Oklahoma going, I got to play this too. Just... That was, and uh, and unfortunately, well, and, and, that didn't. Oh, wait, um, can, you, wait, can you pull up Winovich after Ohio State? I, I kind of like to hear it. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> come on, come on, come on, where is it? Oh, wait, well, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I, yeah, I know it. Okay, that's my final <laughs> jab at Michigan. Let's go on. Yeah, but I had, I had to pull that up because Oklahoma's, and now that that, that goes to Oklahoma. The revenge tour. They, they passed the baton. It went from Ann Arbor to uh, Norman. Norman, Oklahoma. <laughs> it's been passed. <laughs> and I also think that Oklahoma will win this game 47-44 on a last-second well, well, field goal. So, shootout, because at Texas, Texas or not Texas Stadium, geez, that's, that tells you how old, or in your case, young I am, but <laughs> yeah. AT&T Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember Texas Stadium. Uh, oh, yeah, back in the day. Oklahoma 47, Texas 44. And also... Of course, I got to mention it. Best part about that Winovich interview against Michigan State. Guess who? Di- guess who? Guess who did it? Let me guess, Jenny Taft. Yes, it was. <laughs> 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 that was what was awesome about it. <laughs> uh, SEC championship. <laughs> uh, Alabama, Georgia. 
Ozzy, as much as Georgia wants to get revenge from last year's national title game, and of course, you know, go to the college football playoff, Alabama, they are just too much. Tua, uh, how do you say last name? Tua Lavara. Tago Vailoa, but I, I think Yeah, however, I yeah, I always butcher it. But anyways, he's just an absolute monster. That whole Alabama squad, just year in and year out, what a football factory Saban has down there. I mean, they are just incredible. And I just think it's going to be business as usual for Alabama. Georgia hangs around, makes it a game. I'll say 38-21 Alabama when it's all said and done. Oh, well, first, before I go with my predictions, um, like I said, I would treat Laura this. If Laura's still listening to this show, then good for her, because this has been quite a quite a drinking buddies podcast. But <laughs> with that being said, because this is the SEC title game, um, I yeah, I like Bama in this game. I want to see Georgia win it badly, because I do not want to see Alabama in the playoff. I don't think anybody does, but perhaps win or loss, they get in. Yeah, exactly. And if they do lose, say like 38-34, you know, Georgia wins. Alabama, I don't see them slipping past four. The only way I could see Alabama getting knocked out of the playoffs, Georgia would just have to completely blow the doors off of them, and that's just not going to happen. <laughs> I can't it would have, it, does, it would have but... to be like a repeat of the 2014 Big Ten title game, 59-0, something, mm. like, something just insane like that. And we all know that's not going to happen. Yeah. Alabama 27, Georgia 20. There you go. Uh, Mountain West title game. This became a ranked versus ranked. Boise State, Fresno State. Um, once again here, I think this is going to be a little bit of a high-scoring game. But I'll, I'll take Boise State. Let's see. I'll go 48-45. Boise State over Fresno. I have not really watched a lot of these teams this year. Yeah, this I don't know too much. I'm kind of, I just know over the years, Boise State, you know, they can they can light the scoreboard up. So if they're still the mm-hmm. same typical team, I think they win it in a shootout when it's all said and done. Um, I'll, I'll have to be contrarian at least one of your picks, and I'll do it this. I'll do this one because I I don't know. Give me Fresno because it's not on a blue turf. Uh, forty-seven, forty. Yeah. Maybe Derek Carr comes back from Oakland because of what's happening over there and throws yeah, five touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> but besides the point, I'll go Fresno. You went Boise. Oh, well. Won't make a difference in the playoff. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a major, a major, I'm telling you, major bowl implication game right here. Marshall, Virginia Tech. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean... Flip a coin. I'll, I guess I'll go Virginia Tech, thirty-one twenty. I'll go Vot Tech as well because they're fighting for their bowl lives, and they have a they've had a twenty-five consecutive year bowl streak. For what it's worth, I just threw this in there so that you could have you could have one loss and you'd still get your case of beer. Yeah. Uh, I think Marshall's the better team, but it's in, in Blacksburg. Give me Vatek in an upset, 21-20. Vatek goes bowling, despite losing to Old Dominion. Yeah, well, that's right. They did lose to them early in the season. I do remember that. Moving on to the NFL, Thursday night football. New Orleans and Dallas. Oh, boy, New Orleans. They are just a buzzsaw right now. I can see them going 
going all the way to the Super Bowl and winning it the way they they've been playing. I'll say, I'll say New Orleans big forty one seventeen the way they've been looking. I think this will be a closer game than people think because it's in Dallas. But give me the Saints because who dat who dat who dat think they're going to beat them Saints at yeah. this point. Forty seven or fifty one thirty five. 51-35, wow. Closer, but high scoring. Exactly. Uh, the Battle of the Birds, Baltimore and Atlanta. Uh, Baltimore, they have Lamar Jackson playing. He's been doing pretty well. I think they keep the momentum rolling and knock off Atlanta 24-20. Of course, Baltimore has got the brother of your favorite coach. Ha-ha, yes. <laughs> John Harbaugh. Yeah. Um, Baltimore is a, Baltimore in the last three years has always been a tale of two teams, where they show up or where they don't. It's in Atlanta. Give me the Falcons, actually. 31-21. Uh, Julio, uh, Matt and Julio connect for two touchdowns, I hope, for my fantasy team. <laughs> there you go. And Lamar Jackson runs, in, runs for one. Uh, NFC South matchup, Carolina and Tampa. Um, let's see, Carolina. Um, I'll take Carolina. I think they'll find a way to get that game won. I'll say 28-17, Panthers. Yeah, Tampa Tampa has decent, actually has decent quarterback play because of the yard the, the yards that they amass, but they make they're they're prone to making a lot of mistakes as we have seen. Cam Newton is a much better quarterback than that. Yep, absolutely. Give me the Panthers, 30-20. A 425 game in Foxborough, Minnesota, New England. Well, it's tough to go against New England, especially at home. It's always a tough place to play up there in Foxborough. So I'll go New England, 34, Minnesota, 20. 34-20, New England. I like New England as well. Minnesota's looked all right. I mean, they beat Green Bay. Anybody that beats Green Bay is great. <laughs> especially for you. We know how much you love them. Yeah, especially their quarterback. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> the bad man. Yeah, the bad man, according to Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. Uh, give me New England 27, Minnesota 20. And okay. because Because his name is on my mind, um, the joke I have actually with Je- with our girl Jenny is that she went from dealing with me to dealing with Skip. Oh yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> she's the host of Undisputed. Skip, 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 Skip. <laughs> so yeah, if she can deal with me, she can deal with Skip. Skip, <laughs> Skip. Uh, Sunday night football. Chargers Pittsburgh. Well, I think Pittsburgh, I would normally have to pick them, but since I'm on your show and I hate the Steelers, go Chargers, (laughs) knock them off. I'll say the Steelers lose their second straight. I'll say they they get them on a last-second field goal. It'll be 23-21, Chargers kick it, time runs out. They knock them off 24-23. L.A. Chargers, I almost said San Diego. (laughs) Keep it rolling. Keep it going, LA. Knock them off. That that wasn't the greatest tape. I'll I'll get I'll get a better version. And now go Chargers, go. 
Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> go on, Sean, just go, you say. I'm going to actually say the Steelers in this one because it's in Pittsburgh. Let's hope that James Conner can run for two touchdowns because he's on my fantasy team as well. Uh, Chargers do make it a game. Rivers is actually phenomenal this year. Went 25 or 25 for 25 against Arizona to start out that game. If he can be that hot, and that's hot, I tell you. I've, I've like like you've seen. I've been some pretty you know, pretty attractive people. But what well, what Rivers is doing might be even be hotter than that. <laughs> Give me Pittsburgh tw- or 37, Chargers 34. High scoring. And with that, with that being said, uh, that is our rapid fire segment. And so I'll have to say, anything else you need to add to this wonderful Tom Green podcast? I don't know. I think we touched on everything. Had to uh, savor the moment. The Ohio State wins since we're talking. And of course, <laughs> yeah, that was the number one thing. And Big Ten title. Hey. Let's just go out there and take care of business and keep the momentum rolling. And of course. So, with that being said, another great edition of the podcast with a drinking buddy. <laughs> and, <laughs> I, and cheers. <laughs> and soon enough, we'll be we'll be hanging out and drinking once again. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> <laughs> that was Aaron Gosser, and this has been another edition of the Tom Green Podcast. <laughs>